Welcome to this episode of Tonic Talks. Today's podcast is going to be slightly different because we're not interviewing anybody. Instead, Gary and I are here to talk about what's been happening at Tonic and share some of our recent news, which you may or may not have seen already. So Gary, thank you for joining me. You're very welcome. I'm a bit starstruck today because we've just bumped into Sam Thompson from Made in Chelsea outside the recording studio. And that was quite exciting. And I had no idea who he was. (laughs) We've been on a bit of a journey recently, haven't we, Gary? We've been on a journey for 20 years. But Rosie, but you've only been there for a year. So the, the journey's changed slightly, obviously. What, you know, obviously COVID was a major part of that. But what would you say was the biggest contributing factor during that COVID time that has encouraged this development within Tonic. Getting time to think and not being bogged down in the day-to-day running of a business. Mm. What I think what happened was I had time to think about the direction of the business, about what I wanted personally, about where we'd been, where we're going, the whole thing. And I think running a business day-to-day, you get bogged down in running a business. Mm. However strong your strategies are and however strong your business plans are, you you get bogged down in day-to-day stuff, you get bogged down in clients, you get bogged down in in a good way, not in a negative way, Mm. this is all positive. You get bogged down in day-to-day managing people, that's fine, Yeah. but that was all taken away. So, you know, bear in mind that 80% of our business was hospitality. 50% 50% of our business biggest project no more 100% of our business biggest projects were coming to an end and were due to be o- due to open in 2020 and 2020 was earmarked for us as our big PR year yeah and then all of a sudden there's nothing to PR there's nothing to talk about there's nothing to do you sat at home trying to motivate your team find ways of sticking together keeping that team spirit because everybody's in the same boat everybody's worried nobody knew what's going to happen or for how long it was a scary time wasn't it yeah i was extremely fortunate because i moved back to this country during that time and and you met us and i met you (laughs) and uh you know we had some really interesting conversations before i came on board with the team it sort of talked about your vision and what tonic would evolve into and it's been really lovely to see the business grow and everybody's input and involvement into that and we've survived that covid time and it's only made us stronger i believe but i think the next sort of phase of tonic is the really exciting part and just to put it into perspective over the last sort of six months really we've been really growing our team haven't we so we've got some really great new people on board new designers we've evolved our marketing and research side of the business as well um, because we wanted to join the dots and that was all part of it wasn't it connecting the dots really has enabled us to offer this all-encompassing approach to any project. I love the fact that it can start from nothing and grow into something really incredible because we look at every aspect and every angle of what it takes to create a successful business or brand. 
So definitely something I'm proud that that we can now offer. I'd buy it. Would you? Yeah. You got a project? <laughs> I think the catalyst for doing that, to, for looking at things in a different way, was what what I call the stick or twist philosophy. Mm. So do we stick at doing what we're doing what we've always done and where would where's that where did we think that was going to take us post covid do we want to do that and should we do that what's the value in doing that for me i didn't want to do that because we had got ourselves into a position where we were doing fantastic work for great clients to a point and actually the frustrations were often get if, if projects projects stop and start and they often stop and start through no fault of our own mm. so there are so many different factors and when we first started talking it was great talking to somebody that had worked creatively in on the client side yeah to say my frustrations as a client were x yeah well, that's how it all started, didn't it? I said to you how, you know, I'd recently done a... Before joining Tonic, I'd done a hotel opening. And when I counted, we had nine agencies on the books at one point that covered different aspects of launching a business. So your interior designers, your branding, your PR, your digital... All these different people came together and my job moved. It, it just evolved into being agencies manager and that wasn't what I did and it was so incredibly frustrating so what I loved when we first started speaking I could see it working because having been that client it takes all that frustration away because you're dealing with one business so they become your partners and we now have the opportunity to get really involved with our partners businesses which I love and that's the ideal scenario isn't it so if you can, we've always said that we need to get. We always said we're really good at getting close to our clients, and that was always the case to a point. But I think in order to do a good job in our core business, what I don't want to do is lose sight of our core business. No, our core business is very much what it's always been: delivering fantastic brands and interiors for our clients that add value in every in every way, and actually measuring that value. So looking at whether it's room rates, whether it's occupancy levels, whether it's whatever it may be, ticket price, anything, looking at how we can actually measure, which is why I get so frustrated when I'm told that we can't measure marketing and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> because I think as a commercial business, a commercial designer, I think any business, any commercial business, you have to be at least able to measure. Yeah, well, you, can, you do measure marketing. You measure marketing and the success of your business. Yeah. I know. Because it's an indirect approach, isn't it? So I think the changes that we're making will allow us to get even closer to our clients. They'll allow us to have an input in some of the factors that um, perhaps we didn't have any control over Mm. and join the dots. And the whole joining... People say to me, you know, what what do I think? I think the why. What people say to me, why are we doing that? That's the most important question. It is. Why bother? Why are we changing? Why are we doing it? Well, the reason we're changing in simple terms is to break down any barriers that could influence the success of a project or a business. 
Mm. Simple as that. Yeah. So we're actually defining our own brief. We're rechecking the brief that we get from the client in the first place so mm. that they can't come back. No, most projects go wrong because the brief's wrong. Yeah. And it, it just, by sort of digging deeper and getting closer to our clients, as you've just said, it gets everyone on the same page. Yeah, and lots of, lots of design groups do this. I don't think it's we're, not, no. you know, we're not doing this on our own. We're, but, but what we're trying to do is improve our own knowledge and that of our clients by helping them to do that research, helping them to do feasibility, understanding what the trends might be and understanding what direction it's going to be and understanding ultimately the end user experience. So and then we can make a fantastic and compelling brand or, or project or, or scheme and then we can deliver it. So yeah. breaking down those barriers by extending our offering that's the why. Yeah, and we had a conversation recently um, about what we get from that personally as well, because it's very important that from your day-to-day job you get a feeling of satisfaction. And I said to you, I get an immense amount of fulfilment from the job I do now, especially when we can see it all the way through those stages because you get so involved and you become part of that wider team for whatever project it is that you're working on but we are making such an impact on other people's businesses as well and there's such a huge amount of satisfaction and fulfillment and enjoyment that I get from that and I know the rest of the team do as well. Well, That's interesting. Why? I think because we're so involved and, you know, I work alongside the designers on a day-to-day basis and we all share knowledge and expertise and bounce off of each other. And to see an idea that I've perhaps had then get implemented into a design that the client loves that then becomes a successful business or brand or whatever it might be, it's extremely satisfying to know that that at some point in that stage you've had an impact on that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the you need what you need, of course, is listening clients, open-minded clients, clients that are coming to you for solutions that are, you know effectively are design solutions, but they've got really a really strong base, sound basis. Yeah. And I think that's where what we're good at. I hope that's what we're good at, is actually having real logic behind the reasons for doing something, creating something in the way it's created, rather yeah. than just saying, you know, and that's not always the case in our profession. There are some amazing businesses out there that do that, mm. and there are some that don't, and the ones that don't are often chosen by a specific or types of clients because they, you know, there are two schools of thought, aren't there? One is niche, bespoke, do what you do, mm. just do that, focus on that. And then there's another, another which is what the direction we're going, which is to try and influence more than that. Yeah. To have a compelling reason and compelling argument and sound logic behind what, what, everything we do. And yeah. we do. And therefore, joining the dots is not bespoke, it's not niche, 
because that then you get that silo mentality, mentality that you were talking about mm. before. So, and I think just as the sector's emerging, the clients that we're targeting are the types of clients that are interested in talking to us about how we can join the dots, yeah. not just be part of the dot. Yeah, and I think it's because people want to explore new options, new opportunities, and they want to do things differently. So post-COVID, there is, there's way more of a, like, a, a much more of a desire to do things the way they've never been done before. Yeah, and I think people are open to things being made easier. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Isn't we're not doing this to make life more difficult for anybody, including ourselves. We're doing this to make life simpler for everybody. Mm. Where you can engage with a consultant like us that says, and so, and you say, this is the project. We just had a, I'll give you an example. We're just starting to work with a really cool corporate corporate client uh, on hospitality and a food on a food brand, food initiative for them in the, a workplace setting. So rather than, ju- and they appointed us on our creative credentials, but what we did was initially review the brief that they're given us, review the brief in the context of what they want out of it and also what their client ultimately wants and what the guest experience will be. So we looked at any new trends that were in the market, we looked at the location, we looked at what the end user client wanted from the space, we looked at the mission, vision, values of the end user client and we put all that in the mix to say this actually is what the brief needs to be and in order to address all those issues do you agree that this is what the brief should be and everybody said yeah that was great we totally align with that and then that allowed us to deliver a really compelling design solution Mm. for them that everybody bought into and I talk about um, if you tell the truth Nobody can question you. Yeah, it gives everything purpose, doesn't it? It really does. And, and so if I'm saying to people, do you agree with this? Do you agree with this? We're doing this because of this. We're doing it because of this. This is what the market's telling us. This is what the competition are telling us. Do you all agree? Yes, I do. Buy into it. Okay, you've then got buy-in. Then the solution can never be wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that was a great example of, of how we work together to you know, across our different sectors of our business in order to deliver a really successful project. Yeah, absolutely. Because we implemented the research trends side of of our business that was then implemented into the design process to inform the design, which gives everything purpose and a reason and a story. And so alongside all of this amazing work that's been happening, we've also launched some new initiatives within our business. There's a few of them that we want to talk about today. And the reason that we've launched these initiatives is because, you know, we've we talked a lot about how we, during this process, we've moved from being a credentials-led business to a solutions-driven business. And a lot of these new initiatives are things that have come about because we've identified a solution. So... I think the first one we'll talk about is branded real estate. So what we know is that there's a gap in the market for to add value to at all levels of, of property, actually, or real estate. So what we've done is we've identified a number of key international brands across all sectors. So 
there'll be a fashion brand, there'll be a tech brand, there'll be a sports brand, there'll be a car, a car brand that we want to bring to the market. And actually what we're looking at doing is trying to in, increase their sort of lifestyle reach mm-hmm. through, through the real estate sector and seeing how that can add value. What it's not going to do is be the reason for opening or or developing something, but what it might do is add real value because you get buyers or renters or or guests that buy into a particular brand. Yeah, well, there's power in brands, isn't there? And it just increases reach and audience and people relate to brands, so it's a no-brainer, really. So luxury is not a brand. No. So if we say there's a amazing residential development in an amazing location overlooking the best everything, but it's luxury. It's just luxury. Not what value does adding a brand to that location and to that development give it? That's the question. Mm. Some some people will love it. Some people won't. It's not for everybody. But the one thing that we do know is that the power of the brand, any brand, is going to be more than actually, you know, if it was if it's generic. Yeah. There is a there is a danger that you alienate quite a bit of the population in doing that. But if you if your research allows and you and and the the research recognises an added brand might work in that location, then why not? Yeah. And if the product and the brand align, then I think that that's. Ultimately, they're attracting the same audience, so there is an audience for it. Yeah, and also I think it differentiates in a market. Yeah. So if and you know if the market's buoyant, it differentiates. If the market's a sinking market, (laughs) then you know differentiation is not a bad thing. No, and this really supports one of our major key messages as a business that we bring brands to life. It does. We've identified something that's already happening, as we've already said, but we've identified that there is an opportunity to do more of this. So and that's really exciting for us. Another new initiative that we have launched, which again supports this messaging of bringing brands to life, but also supports the need for collaboration and for people to get closer to brands, is hotel lobby activations. Uh, This came about because we've identified that a lot of hotels have empty spaces within their lobbies, within areas that are incredibly busy, not just from a guest perspective, but from a community perspective as well. So we have launched a hotel lobby activations, which gives us the opportunity to partner brands with hotel brands to create something really exciting and engaging, which will increase visibility not only for the product or brand that is within the hotel, but also the hotel as well. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you've got it sorted. Look, hotel lobbies are, you know, the, you know, the shop window, aren't they, for for the hotel. They should, in theory, extol all the virtues and bring all the brand values into, you know, into that first place of contact. So when you step over the threshold, you should be immediately you know, embraced by what the values and what the brand of that hotel is. Often they don't do that. Often they are functional spaces. They are boring, let's be honest. They're boring. So we thought, how do we activate that? How do we make the most of that opportunity? If it was a, you know, if it was a department store, having worked in department stores, 
you know, the shop window is ever changing. Yeah. You know, it's something that is dynamic and it changes either with whatever the promote. It could be promotion led, it could be seasonal, it could be uh, advert, it could be partnership. It could be partnership. Collaboration's key these days because everybody's looking for collaboration. Yeah. As long the key the key to the success of this is relevance. Yes. And actually making sure that the collaborators are aligned. Yeah, and that's so important because, you know, having been the client, <laughs> as we often say, and having worked within the hotel industry, you're always looking for new and exciting opportunities and ways to bring people into your hotel or bring people back because that is obviously day-to-day visitors are, are your repeat visitors so giving them a reason to want to return is really important but also working within your local community yeah. is a real key factor as well and this is this is an amazing opportunity and I love the fact that what it also enables us to do is to bring small independent brands who might, for example, be an online retailer who is desperate to get closer to their their client or their customer. And this is a great opportunity to do that. So it works for everybody. There's lots of exciting so things to come on yeah, there. Acting the, activating the hotel shop windows are key. And I think it's not just about collaboration. Collaboration is a part of this that actually will be really exciting. Yeah. But actually, it's mainly about activating those those locations that that talk about the brand values of the hotel, either themselves talking about themselves mm. and making things exciting and changing things yeah. in a pop up way, or when it's appropriate. Um, to bring in a collaborative brand to do that, and that, yeah. can, that brand could be anything. But it needs—it's about creating memories and experiences within the hotel lobby mm. because they're boring. Now they're not all—they're not all capable of doing that, but there are a lot that are, and a lot of them have been left. Yeah, there's a lot we can do. And I, I also think, having spent a lot of time in hotels, that hotels are full of stories. And when you've worked in hotels, there are a lot of stories that you've got to tell, which I think is a podcast that we're going to record in the future. Uh, I've always say that every person that goes and stays in a hotel is creating their own memories. So if we can contribute to creating that memory and making it even more memorable, it's a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, and as usual, I'm interested in the audit of that and the effect that that has mm. because my my view is it will increase return visits yeah and that can only be a good thing because you want to create loyalty through your brand and you want to do all those sorts of things and and hotels spend a fortune on loyalty programs they and do. everything else so mm. if we can in a small way extend that and improve it that's a good thing yeah and so this is a really exciting opportunity for us with the launch of Tonic Middle East as well. So what's really interesting and exciting about our foray into the Middle East is that we were approached by a luxury lifestyle group based in Bahrain. They approached us. Mm. And whilst we 
we're looking at the region and saying actually we can see there's real potential there. There's lots going on, lots of redevelopment work happening, especially in places like Saudi. Uh, but the region is, you know, massively developing. So it was on our radar anyway to, to look at potentially working out there and how could we do that. And then we were approached. Mm-hmm. So we were approached by a group in Bahrain that already have quite a few other luxury lifestyle brands and we're plugging into their business, which means that we're partners. They're going to introduce us to their network of, of people that they know that they think we can bring value to and we're going to try and develop our own network out there. Yeah, really exciting and we're just mm-hmm. starting to do that, we're just starting on that journey. Yeah, And it actually is part of a, a bigger picture around developing a tonic international grid of, call it ambassadors, call it collaborators, call it like-minded people that take us all over the world and extend our reach. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. So there's been a lot happening. We've been very busy. We've had a really great summer with loads of really exciting projects taking place, not only for our clients but for ourselves as well. As we've mentioned today, we, we're now really proud to have officially launched um, all of these initiatives, branded real estate, the hotel lobby activations, Tonic Middle East, all of this supports our overall goal, which is Tonic One Step. The way that we encompass all of those different services of what we do to help our clients bring brands to life in multiple different ways. It's been a really interesting time for us. And I think that our mission we unlock potential by design whether that be designing or through the process of design it definitely supports everything we do what we've had to do uh, because we've decided to twist not stick and develop our product offering and develop the brand moving forward because you know we've got some succession planning in the business and actually it's important that the business develops and, and moves forward in a positive way so what we've had to do is redefine our brand because it's more mature now than it than it obviously it's ever been. It's our twenty first birthday next year. Who would have thought? Twenty yeah. twenty one years. I didn't want to stick. I didn't want it to carry on the same. We needed to change. We've actually energized the business by doing all this sort of stuff. And with there's more to come. And that needs to be reflected in our messaging and it needs to be reflected in the way that we tell everybody what we do so we've spent some time on our own brand yeah which is an evolution not a revolution absolutely which i'm excited about great well thank you for joining us for this episode of tonic talks (laughs) 